0: Greetings and welcome to Natural Health Dialogue with naturopathic Dr. Randy Lee. And today, you know, if you happen to live somewhere and you don't have a, you know, acres of land and such, but you might be interested in issues of homesteading, perhaps growing your own food, you know, kind of knowing what you're eating, we're going to, you're going to really like this episode today because Randy's going to show you how to do it no matter where you live, right, Randy?
1: That's exactly right. You know, last month we talked about uh, backyard gardening and um, I already knew, but I introduced to the people the fact that you, you might like to have fresh fruit. You might not even mind the idea of planting it and growing it yourself, uh, but you just don't have a yard. And I had to think, you know, people who live in apartments often don't have any of their own. Um, people who uh, live in closed neighborhoods may have neighborhood association rules that don't allow them to dig up the ground and and uh, have gardens in their yards and things like that that may prevent them from from chopping up their yards or, or you may just not have the motivation to go out there and and really dig a big plot or bring in all the wood to put up a raised bed garden or something so but but you still want to have some fresh fruits and vegetables well there's um there's an easy way to do that and it's called container gardening very very popular in much of the united states very very popular all over the world right now as people just kind of pick the things that they want to have and grow just those few things and there's quite a variety to do that but i got to thinking what if you don't want to do containers but you have flower beds and almost every house has trees in front of it so i thought even before we get to the containers we can talk about things that you can do uh to make your your ground fruitful for fruits and vegetables uh, without having to uh, even do any containers. Um, You know, most every house has trees. Well, guess what? Most of the fruit trees are absolutely beautiful trees and they bloom in season and then they bear fruit which is also pretty to look at so you might think about instead of putting in that bradford pear which has few really nice blossoms for only a couple of weeks and the rest of the time is just a green tree and put instead a real pear that's going to have blossoms at about the same time and those blossoms will also last for a couple of three weeks but then they put on little fruit and uh, a month later you're eating fruit off of that tree so rather than use a tree that's just pretty for a couple of weeks um, and you have it because it's nice and gives you shade, you can get that same niceness and shade out of a fruit tree of infinite varieties of fruit trees and then have the uh, the blooms for a season and then the fruit as well. So you might consider doing something like that. Also, your shrubs. Um, I don't know of any shrub that i'm aware of that really looks much better than an absolutely beautiful blueberry bush Um, i've got a neighbor that's got a blueberry bush that's six and a half seven feet tall it's beautifully proportioned and shaped like a in the shape of a christmas tree and the only difference is he has blueberries all summer long it's an ever-bearing blueberry and all summer he goes out and eats blueberries off his blueberry vines think about blueberries are good for you right Oh, they're absolutely wonderful. Paranthocyanidines, good for antioxidants. They taste good. They're very, very healthy. Got lots of nutrients. So uh, you could have those in the place of just a a shrub that doesn't do anything but sit there and be green to decorate your house. The other thing that you might consider is maybe you want to have some of those things that are just green and decorate your house, but you want to have some of the uh, fruits and vegetables as well. Well, you can, you can put things in the flower beds uh, that will also bear fruit or, bear, or, or just plain old uh, eat uh, the, the, the flowers themselves. I did a, um, I did a search on uh, Wikipedia and uh, found out that it, I, just, I did a search on edible flowers. They listed over 50 different varieties, and most of them will grow in your flower bed right here in Oklahoma. Those are things that, well, you can actually just go out and pick the blossoms or maybe the leaves and eat some of those. Dozens of varieties that have beautiful foliage and, uh, and bear fruit or at least have flowers that are edible as well. Uh, I looked at things like, you know, rose petals. People love rose gardens. Most of the time, you just let your roses die and then you deadhead them and throw them in the trash. Well, when you pull that rose head off, the petals make wonderful tea and the rose hips, we actually sell in the herbal community as a, as a vitamin C supplement. So you can take those rose hips, the the little part that the, that the blossoms sit on, and you can take that and the blossoms themselves and, uh, and whether they're fresh or whether they're already dried, stick them in a pot and put hot water on it. Let it sit for about five or 10 minutes. And you've got a delicious, sweet Uh, rose flavored tea that's absolutely wonderful to drink Uh, so that's a way to use them Uh, most people know that if you grow nasturtiums which are pretty all summer long bloom all summer long but both the leaves and the blossoms are absolutely wonderful in salads so just break off a few leaves or break off a few blossoms throw them in with your lettuce and tomatoes and uh, and add a wonderful flavor and a really pretty color uh, to the to the salads that you eat so lots of ways to have edible things at your house that you might not normally think of. Easy to find out about those. Uh, just go to Wikipedia and, and, uh, and search for, uh, for for edible flowers and or, or other edible shrubs. And uh, there's a variety of them that you might incorporate into your garden. Never fails
0: in these episodes, Randy. You introduced me, use words I've never heard of before, but make it sound like I should have known it all my life, like nasturtium. Never heard no. of that. I have no, no idea what it looks like.
1: You've you've seen them. You just didn't know that was the name of them. You've absolutely okay. seen them. So, um, so. And then there, there are others that are absolutely medical. We use the root of the hydrangea plant. Hydrangea is that, bloom, is that shrub that's set in your grandma's yard that bloomed either blue or pink, depending on how much iron was in the sol, soil. Uh, the roots of those, we'll talk about... Uh, in next week, actually, when we start talking about some of the kidney issues, some of the urinary issues, we use those roots in that area. And we'll introduce that next week. Then we get to the concept of actually true containers. Uh, last month we introduced the concept when I said, literally all you need is some soil and some seeds and some kind of a container. Uh, you can plant an awful lot of stuff in a very small space. I mentioned my sister's Uh, in an apartment and all she's got is a little five by six balcony, but she raises room for one chair. And she's got probably 30 containers out there that are all full of flowers and or vegetables. You can mix them together. Um, the stuff grows in ugly pots like tin cans and soup cans. I've got a buddy that after he finishes his soup, he washes out the can and sets it aside. And in the spring, he throws a cup full of dirt in there and a couple of seeds and it produces some kind of a uh vegetable for him or some kind of a an above uh, above ground thing. He's got peas growing in tin cans. Uh, oh my. So a lot- So any kind of a container, it doesn't have to be a a pretty container. It can be just a plain old tin can or something else that you find around the house that'll hold dirt. Now, Randy, could
0: any of these be grown inside? Do you have to watch the light or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. Most of them will grow inside, outside, uh, in in your house or on your porch or out in the yard. You can put them just about anywhere. All they need is some light, some water and some soil, and you can grow most of the things that you would want to eat in those. Um, I've done container air, uh, gardening where I didn't adhere to the space requirements either. You may look on the back of package of seeds and it says one seed every six inches or one seed every 12 inches. Well, I found out that if you put a half a dozen seeds in a little thing, the plants don't seem to mind that they're crowded. And, uh, and I don't mind that they're crowded, pull them up and eat them and as soon as you pull them up out of the can and eat them throw some more seeds in the same can and grow them you can keep them going virtually year-round if you're doing some of them in the house as well oh. um so at any rate uh, all, all you need is uh, uh when you pick one put another seed in there grow some more uh, I, I was looking on uh, online for some things about container gardening, and let me tell you, you put container gardening in as a search thing, and you're going to find hundreds of articles, but I found one particular one from a Southern Living magazine back in, ni- in 2011 that was entitled 125 Container Gardening Ideas. I mean, they are rampant. You can put them in hanging baskets, put them in beautiful flower pots. You can put them in uh, any kind of a, a pot that holds any other plant that you have just stick a seed in there that'll give you something to eat out of it as well and it works i i I put down in my in our blog that we're putting out this week i said you're only limited by your imagination and your ability to ask siri if you just pick up your phone and push the button and say siri tell me how i can do a container garden for something siri's going to tell you all about it Um, most people have seen sweet potato vines growing where some of them are decorative, but real sweet potatoes can grow underneath those sweet potato vines. And you don't even see them until you're ready to harvest them. You just see the beautiful vines that are adding to your landscape. My wife and I garden, uh, and we preserve and can every year. I just like to ask my customers or our, our, our customers and our people who are listening to our podcasts and blogs, uh, to join me. And you can control the quality, the quantity, and the type of food that you eat. And you can grow it yourself. And um, not only are you controlling that quality, but you're also making sure that you get food that's well-prepared, well-preserved. And you have never eaten as good a food as as if you eat it right after you've pulled it out of the ground and washed it off. It has no delay going to market, no transportation costs. You pick it up out of the yard, take it into your house, wash it off and prepare it and eat it it's great let's do some container gardening this year that is a lot
0: of information as usual in around 10 minutes randy thank you and thank you all for listening we hope you've got something good out of that and until next time we'll see you later
1: have a good day bye-bye